Years ago, in this church, I don't know if you remember this, there was a gal, came to this altar, and I, I wasn't preaching or anything, but I was sitting there, and, and this gal, one of the things, when you go to a third world country, when you're praying for demonic things and people to get delivered, you ask them. Ask them. Confess Jesus Christ your Lord. Say, Jesus is my Lord. They won't do it. All right? Well, this lady was saying, Jesus is my son. I'm like, oh, are you Mary? And I said, confess Jesus, Lord. Jesus is my son. You know that we were dealing with a demonic influence right there. I'm sorry. You can cut it any slice of dice any way you want to. Julian, fry it if you want to. But it was a demonic thing. So you don't try to counsel a demon. All right? You cast the demon out. All right? So this is what we said. All right, demon, you're going to leave. She ran. She ran to the back and then out the door she went. Gone. Either the demon's leaving or the person with the demon's leaving, but something's leaving. All right? Now, I just say that because you know right away, when you're in a third world country, you can cut right to the chase and confess Jesus is Lord. A demon won't do it. They know he's Lord, but they're not going to confess that. All right? Now, that was kind of a sidebar. All right, so... There, in verse 4, there are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of even activities. You'll be doing different things, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one, now listen to this, now listen carefully. For one, to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word knowledge to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings, gifts, plural, of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning experience, to another different kind of tongues, or some versions say diversity of tongues, to an, and I'll get to that later, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all in all these things, distributing to each one individual as he, Jesus, wills. Now, let me stop some of your misunderstanding about that as he wills business. Some of you take that as, okay, to one person he gives this, to one person he gives that, to this person he gives that, and he'll use them as he decides he wants them used. The way you really need to work, realize what that is saying is, he has given you all of these gifts and he will choose which one needs to be used at the time that it needs to be used when it's appropriate to be used. If I'm in a situation where somebody needs a word of knowledge, then you can flow in that word of knowledge. And I'll explain what that is and what that word of knowledge, what that means later and how to break that down a little bit. But see, what's happened is we think that, well, You've given him that gift, and you've been given that gift, and you've been given that one gift, and that's all you've got. Now, you may operate in one of these gifts. I guess I want to put it a better way. Rather than calling it a gift of the Spirit, it's a manifestation of the Spirit that is in you. There's nine manifestations, if you will. All right? One of the manifestations is prophecy. One of the manifestations is this diversity of tongues. And I'll talk a little bit about that. It would take me a whole nother sermon to get into that. 
But uh, he, what he's talking about there is there's different kinds of tongues. Some you're going to speak that you don't understand. Somebody else is going to understand. But there is two kinds of things going on there because there is a personal prayer language that is tongues that you speak in that's different than what we're necessarily talking about right here. Okay? I'm trying to make that differentiation, um, and I'll try to do a better job of that a little bit. But to do that, it would take me a whole other service or two. But you've got all these gifts, and God will use them as he needs them. That's what he means by as he wills, okay? If somebody needs a miracle, well, here's the thing. If you need, a, if, if discerning of spirits is one that I'm going to talk about a lot today. It is amazing to me, somebody has born again, that, and, and if you are born again and confess Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in you, period. And if the Holy Spirit is in you, these things are in you too. I am amazed how some people, been born again 30 years, have got zero discernment. They can't see evil for good if it hits them in the head. They will listen to heresy and go on, take right off after it. I will spend months with someone, and some heathen comes around, gives them one word, and whew, away they go. Let me tell you something. That's not the Spirit of God. That's the act of your rebellious will. You want what you want. You got itching ears, and you're going to listen to whatever sounds good to you because that's my flavor of the month. Okay. Are we okay so far? Okay, good. Now, I said a whole bunch, so see, I'm, I'm cutting a whole lot of notes off. That's good. All right. So, here's something I want you to understand. These manifestations of the Holy Spirit, there's no believer in Christ that does not have the gift of the Spirit. Not one. It's in you. And you, I'm sorry, nothing you can do about that. It's in you. Right, don't be sorry. And guess what? If those are in you, if the Holy Spirit's in you, then these things are in you too. You get to, you know, you can decide not to use them. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about this, and these gifts need to be manifesting even in the church, in the body. Why? Because it's for the edifying and the building up of the body. When there's a tongue and an interpretation in the church, you don't know that that tongue with that interpretation might be the very thing that somebody in that body needs to hear right at that moment that may save their life. You don't know. But most of the time, people, it's not that they don't have it in them, they won't step out in it because they're like, I'm afraid, what if I make a mistake? So what? You are safe here. Because if it's not right, I'll just gently tell you, okay, well, we missed it. It's okay. Try again. How many of you, when you were babies, fell down when you tried to walk? How many of you kept trying? Yeah, you kept trying or you wouldn't be walking today. You'd still be crawling, right? Same thing. You make a mistake, okay. There's a difference between... I'm genuinely thinking, I'm trying to hear from God and make a mistake or coming in with an agenda. And I'll talk about that a little bit later too. All right, now, God has given all believers gifts. Some have several that they operate in. Um, I, when, when I was traveling and preaching and God uses me in, in word of knowledge, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, um, frequently. But there's other Gifts are manifestations of the Spirit that I'm not used in as much. Doesn't mean I don't have them. Doesn't mean he can't use them. But whatever he needs me to do, when he needs me to do it, I'll step out in it. 
So you may, some of you may be using something a lot and not much in others, but it doesn't mean you don't have it. All right? Okay. Now, these gifts are intended to edify the church, to strengthen it, to feed it, to exhort it, to encourage it, and have the body of Christ empowered to do the work. It is not, it is not to build you up. It is not to bring attention to yourself. They're intended to edify the church, the exalt the body of Christ. If I went to the hospital today and I walked through the hospital and prayed for everybody and every single person in that hospital walked up, left, there was nobody left in that hospital, I'd be praising God, but I would not start the Scout Hester International Ministry of Healing. Because it's God's doing, not mine. And why? Because it's the Holy Spirit within me. I'm just letting him go. I'm just letting him go. That's all. All right. So, moving on. Now, I want you to know that we're going to talk about nine gifts specifically based on 1 Corinthians 12. But there's more than just those nine. The Bible talks about gifts of administrations. Okay, Romans 12, 7, and 8. Also, speaking of additional gifts, if serving, then serve. If teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This shows that some are gifted at teaching and showing mercy and some in giving to the work of the Lord and some show an unusual amount of forgiveness. If you are a born-again believer, I believe you have a gift to teach. Understand what I'm saying. I don't care if you're born again for three days. You can teach somebody else about being born again just based on your experience of being born again. But all of these things I've talked about, here's where people make the mistake. Well, I stood up in church and prophesied a few times, and God's used me. I belong in the pulpit. Be very, 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 very careful. Because we'll talk later, not today, but some other time, about God gave some to be evangelists, prophets, pastors, teachers, apostles. Okay? Not all. But everybody can be a teacher. That doesn't mean that you're a five-fold anointed, given a mantle to teach from here. And you're saying, well, that's exclusive. You're just trying to keep the pulpit. Honey, if you want it, you can have it if you got the gift. But if you don't have a gift to do it, you do not want this spot. I'm telling you. It will wreck life because it ain't easy. All right? Got crickets. We got quiet. There's more, yeah, there's more to it than just standing up and blabbing. Yep. Now, so I'm talking about these gifts, and we've all got them, and we can all use them, and it says in Ephesians very clearly, from the home, the whole body joined and knit together, together by what every joint supplies. Every part does its share, causing the growth of the body and edifying itself in love. So when these things are manifesting in your life, the body is going to grow. But most of the time, people don't allow these things, and they don't allow them to manifest because they get, well, God can't use me. Listen, listen. God spoke through a donkey. He uses me. He can use you. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, but, but what if I'm wrong? But what if you're right? 
But again, here's what happens. Somebody gets into church and gives a tongue, and there's an interpretation. Then here's what I do. I come to the pulpit, and I say, okay, we heard this tongue. We heard this interpretation. Does it line up with the word of God? Is it encouraging? Is it giving us direction? Is it edifying? Yes, we can receive it. Okay? Anybody can do those things. But now, God can use every one of us to do it if we're willing to. And then if he chooses that day he needs you to do it, then do it. If not, then don't make it up. Because one of the things is one of the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit, and I'm going to list them here in a minute talking to you about, is discerning of spirits. And it's not hard for anybody that's been a Christian for a while that understands discernment to discern when somebody is popping off about their agenda. They can call it a tongue and interpretation or a prophecy or whatever they want, but they've got an agenda that they're trying to push. And I will just politely say, thank you very much. Take a seat. Oh, that's rude. I am not going to let the enemy to have, and he doesn't get an inch here, not an inch. So, all right, spiritual gifts, gifts from heaven, gifts from God. All right, I'm going to jump to, uh, let me see, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifest of the, uh, of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. All right? It's given to each of us to help each other. It's not so we can look good to others. It's not so we can puff ourselves up. It's not for any of those things. All right, so I want to look at each gift. There's, there's nine gifts that we're going to talk about today, although there are other gifts in the Bible. There's gifts of administration. And if you've got that gift, please step up. I am begging God for an administrator for these ministries. Somebody that can administrate. Oh, he's stepping right up. He's ready. <laughs> All right. But there's three categories of these nine gifts, three in each, that I want to talk about. All right? Now, the first three gifts I want to talk about are called revelation gifts. All right? And we know what a revelation is. It's like that ding, aha moment. It's like, oh, I get it. They're a revelation. You're bringing, you're revealing something to someone. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. These gifts reveal what is unknown or hidden in order to bring understanding or expl explanation to God's intentions or desires. The word of wisdoms. All right, when this gift manifests, people have the ability to make wise decisions and sometimes to advise others. And it's not a, I've got experience wisdom. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 79 years old and, and I've seen some things and done some things and wisdom tells me this is how you should do things based on my, my carnal knowledge. It's a supernatural wisdom that, and I'll tell you somebody that, and some of you may know this woman, some of you may not. Gene Schrader walked in, a, in, the, in word of wisdom. Supernatural. She could, you could talk to her, she could discern a situation, and she could give you spiritual wisdom. Not experienced wisdom, but spiritual wisdom on what to do and decisions to make and where you need to go and how you needed to do it. All right? That is, and again, Listen to me. This same gift, these same things can manifest in you because if you're in a situation where somebody needs wisdom and the pastor doesn't happen to be there, who's going to give it to him? Oh, one that's got the Holy Spirit in them? It'd be you. Don't think, you know, well, pastor, he's up there and he knows all this stuff. Pastor doesn't know probably as much as you know. 
I know that the Holy Spirit's in you and He will lead you and guide you into these things and He will meet the need of someone else through these manifestations of the Spirit. Because notice, if you think about it, the fruits of the Spirit are kind of for us. The gifts of the Spirit are kind of for other people. All right? So, word of wisdom. Clearly, through confusing circumstances and direct themselves and others towards God's will. And again, every time one of these things, God uses you in one of these things, it better and should and will line up with the word of God. Okay? You know, I have a word of wisdom for you. Gary's going off to work. You need to leave him! Because he's gone! Get him out of here! Um, excuse me. Where can you find that in the Bible? It's not there? Then you need to say, get behind me, Satan. But I am amazed at how many people listen to godless counsel. I say, because see, people don't like it when pe people come to me well, what do I need to do? Well, this is what the Bible says. Go do that. I don't like that. No, the Bible says people are heaping up teachers because they've got itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to hear what they need. They want to hear what they want. And I've never been much of a man pleaser, and I'm not going to start now. <clears throat> All right, words of wisdom. Next one, word of knowledge. Now, when we preached, or when we, we used to preach around, I used to travel around, God used me in word of knowledge a lot. Because it was amazing, you go into a place, you don't know anybody, you've never seen them before, they come up, you're praying for them, and the way God kind of does is me, and when I put my hands on people, it's all of a sudden, I'm, it's like I'm seeing scenes and I'm feeling what they're feeling. And so God shows me some things, and then he says, with this, with this particular manifestation of this gift, there's an understanding of what the will and the ways of God personally through Scripture, supernaturally you can discern truths about uh, spiritual matters, um, it may be a word of knowledge about a particular situation or a person in order to what? Protect, warn, or guide. Not to condemn, but to say, hey, I'm warning you or I'm guiding you or I'm directing you based on what the Holy Spirit is showing me. Then they get to choose whether they receive it and do it or not. But you've done your part. Every single one of you have this in your life because the Holy Spirit is in you. Just let him out. I mean, I told you, if you let him out for a walk, he's going to start running. And some of you are afraid you're going to have to chase him. You have to keep up. That's right. Now, discerning of spirits, distinguishing between spirits. I am amazed that people can't see the difference between good and evil. I'm amazed. And it has to do with renewing their minds to what? The word of God. But what they renew their minds to is what they think is right rather than what God says is right. All right? And immediately, I mean, I don't know about you, but listen, I've been at this for, for over 30 years now. And when people walk in, you can tell, oh, boy. That is, not, that is not the Holy Spirit that's all over them. You might even discern that some on your pastor when he comes in. Ooh, that's not the Holy Ghost. That looks like the grumpies to me. You know? All right, so you need to be able to discern. I'll tell you what, today, you had better be able to discern the truth. Because there is all, 
Turn on the news for five minutes. You better be able to discern what is the truth and what is not. Because there's a whole lot of words out there. Okay, those are now the power gifts we're talking about. Faith, gifts of healing, and workings of miracles. These gifts visibly demonstrate God's power. Now, faith is, is a little bit different than faith unto salvation. The Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith. And I'm telling you what, that faith, that measure of faith is enough to do anything that you need to do. But understand, this, this gift of faith, again, it's one of the things that's in you. So once in a while, you come in a situation where things look bad. I had a friend of mine, and he's been trying to get a truck, trying to get a truck, and it seems like everything's falling through, everything's falling through, everything's falling through. And, but all of a sudden, this, this gift of faith stirs up in you, and you just know that you know that you know no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what anybody's telling you, I know that God's going to do this. My faith, this gift of faith is just is welled up in me, and you're not going to convince me otherwise. It's in there. Sometimes you need to stir it up, but it's in there, okay? But for me, it doesn't, it doesn't happen for me all the time. I would love to tell you that, man, I walk in so much faith and nothing phases me. No, there's times that I'm like, mm. that doesn't mean the gift of faith isn't there. It's in there. Now, the gifts of healing. God works through a person with his gift to heal and restore people's bodies, Okay, mind, their emotions, all right? And let me tell you something. How many of you are believe in Christ? Raise your hand. Okay, then. Book of Acts, verse 16, or chapter 16 says, Believers will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And it, the Bible says this. If you read it, I think it's verse 20. It says, And the Lord working with and confirming now. You see that word them in the Bible right there. Say working with them. It's in italics. That's because the English translation from the Greek and the Hebrew, they didn't have a word. So they put it in there. Take that out. Because it's in italics. You're not removing anything from the Bible. You're removing the Bible. Get over yourself. Take that word out. And here's what it says. God working with and confirming his word with signs and wonders. He's not confirming you. He's confirming his word. And he will always confirm his word. So when you get out there, Mr. Puffball, thinking I'm all that, you best check yourself because it's all him anyway. All right? All right, so the gifts of healing. It's like Prego. It's in there. All you got to do is open the box and let it flow through you. And again, we say, oh, God, give me this gift. God, God, he's saying, I gave it to you. I died. It's yours. It's in there. Open up the box and let it out. I don't know what else to tell you. Believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. End of story. Now, people say, well, what if they don't? Well, what if they do? Well, I've done that and it hasn't happened. I don't care. I'm not going to stop doing it. I'll keep doing it, and I'll keep doing it, and I'll keep doing it, and I'll keep doing it. Because, again, something happens to me, heaven forbid, my last words on earth is going to be, I'm healed as I'm going into heaven. That's because you are. All right, working of miracles. person um, that when this gift manifests can be used by God to do any type of creative miracles. Arms grow out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to tell you, 
Sometimes you really need to hear from God. Because here's the thing. What we've done is we watch other people and we try to do it like other people do it and you are not other people. All right? Now, Benny Hinn, man, he used to say, hey, well, he'd have this white coat, he'd have his white coat on, man, he'd throw it in the front row and three people, three front rows, all fall down the spirit and people get healed. If I brought my white coat up here and I threw it at you, somebody would probably throw it back at me. Say, what are you trying to do, preacher? Because I'm not Benny Hinn. God can use that same gift in a whole different way of manifesting my life because I'm not Benny Hinn. I'm not Oral Roberts. I'm not. But God can still use you to heal and do miracles because it's in there. But see, what we've done is that, well, this is the way he did it, so that's the way I've got to do it. No, hear from God. Because he'll tell you what needs to be done in that circumstance. Maybe at Benny Hinn's meeting, he needed to throw his jacket. I come here with my white jacket next week, all I can tell you is duck. I don't know what might happen. You know, I might be having to pray for your eye because the button of the jacket hit you in the eye and blinded you or something. You know, so again, again, we read the book of Smith Wigglesworth. I read that book and I was like, woo, yeah, I'm going to be like Smith Wigglesworth. Man, I'm going to get me a baby and it's all crippled. I'm going to drop him on the floor and kick him across the floor. Woo, back up. Smith Wigglesworth did that. Baby was crippled. Dropped the baby on the floor, kicked it across the floor. As it rolled, the legs came out. It was, it was healed. I'm going to tell you, an angel from heaven is going to have to come down, hold a flaming sword at my throat before I drop somebody's baby. Because <laughs> I know how it works. Before the baby could hit the floor, the mom would have one arm and me by the neck. And today, I'd probably be in prison starting my jail ministry. Yeah. <laughs> sure. acknowledging that I am healed. I'm healed. And I'm whole. Right? You know? Awesome. So then, moving on, speaking gifts. Different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. All right? I'm going to come to the speaking in tongues last. Um, so I'm going to start with the prophecy first. Believers, now, prophesy, prophecy doesn't necessarily tell the future. Now, here's what happens a lot of times. A lot of times people stand up at church and they'll prophesy and all of a sudden God will use them to prophesy and the next thing you know they think they're a prophet. I am sorry, the, the office of a prophet isn't the same as somebody prophesying. It's not the same. But prophecy isn't necessarily about telling the future as much as it is to build up, to encourage, or redirect the church body. Again, all of these are all about encouraging and building up the body. It's not about look at me and what I am. It is about what can I do to help. Again, these gifts of the Spirit are for other people in building up the body of Christ. 
So don't get your big head thinking that, oh boy, look what God does to me, because God can use a donkey. He doesn't necessarily need you. So you're not all that important sometimes. Don't think you're more important than you are. You know, I don't want to be replaced by a donkey. So I'm just going to stay humble. And he helps the church. A prophecy will help the church understand the heart and the desires of God and urge the church to pursue God and to pursue holiness. Now, different kinds of tongues. And there's a couple of different things we can go. There's 1 Corinthians 12 and then there's 1 Corinthians 14 where um, Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 14 how the order of the gifts should be and how things should be done decently and in order. Now, speaking in tongues, okay, there's a, there's a couple of things going on here with speaking in tongues. One is there's two different types. One is a personal prayer, prayer language that's yours because the Bible says in Jude 20, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the spirit or praying in tongues. Okay, then it also talks about the speaking in tongues in a public setting. When you're speaking in tongues in a public setting, now listen to me because people get confused about this. If I come up here in the pulpit and I start praying in tongues, this is my personal prayer language. I'm trying to build myself up even though you can hear me. And you can do the same thing. You can sing in the Spirit, sing in tongues. It's all in the Bible. And, and we can do that. That is your personal worship to God. But now, if we're, in the, and, and if we're in the middle of a service, and all of a sudden somebody comes out with a tongue that everybody can hear, and it's, it's pretty loud and it's pretty boisterous, then what we'll do is we'll patiently wait. Because in that setting, there needs to be an interpretation. And we'll wait. And sometimes that person will interpret it, or someone else will get, have that, that manifestation of the interpretation. But I want you to understand something. Prophecy and tongues and interpretation are the same. Tongues and interpretation is a prophecy, except it's done with tongues and interpretation. When Paul talks in 1 Corinthians 14 about, I'd rather have you speak in English than in tongues, what he was saying is what was happening in the Corinthian church, they got crazy with it. They were walking around talking to each other in tongues. Did you get that? What are you doing? And a visitor comes in. They, might, they think you're out of your head. All right? He's saying when there is that in that setting. And then he said, look, only two or three. And let it be interpreted. But only two or three. Because, again, they got way out of whack because they, they were so fired up about these gifts that that's, that speaking in tongues was all they were doing. And, and he said, let's keep it in order. Let's do it right. He says, you know, if somebody has a song, sing the song. You have a hymn, sing the hymn, whatever it is. If there's a tongue, have it interpreted. But that is different than your personal prayer language and worshiping God and, 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 and your adoration toward God in tongues. Because there's a couple of different ways this works. In the book of Acts at Pentecost, it said the Holy Spirit fell on all. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues. I do not believe that there's one person that doesn't have the opportunity to pray in tongues with their prayer language, if they have the Holy Spirit in them. Now, I'm not going to condemn you if you don't or you desire not to have that. That is your choice. But it's a gift, and I'm telling you, it's powerful and it's useful for your life. All right, now, but what happened in that particular instance, 120 people poured out of the room, 
And the thousands of people that were there from all over the different parts of the region with different languages heard their own language. I'm praying in a tongue. Okay, it's like this. Say I'm Chinese. I'm speaking in Chinese, but you're hearing English. That's what was going on. Okay, I'm speaking in a tongue, but you're hearing your language. I'm praying in tongues, and you're hearing English. If I'm praying in English, the Chinaman's hearing Chinese. Now, God had to have done something to their ears. It had to have been. They were hearing what they were hearing. Okay, now that happened that one time. So what I'm saying is then later on, the Gentiles got filled with the Spirit. They had already been baptized by John, but we never heard of such a thing as the Holy Spirit. They got filled with the Spirit, manifestation, praying in tongues. So I believe all believers can pray in tongues if they choose to. And if you need a little bit more teaching on that, Dwayne Vanderklaas got a phenomenal book. It's about that thick. He breaks it all down and makes it so simple to understand, and it's just something you desire. If that's something you don't desire, God is never going to make you pull anything out of that box that you're not willing to. It's there. But now what I'm talking about with this tongues and interpretation of tongues, that is more in the church setting. Okay? And it's an edification for the body because you don't know. Now, one thing I want to I caution you, because I have the gifts of the Spirit and I can discern spirits, do not stand up and try to push your agenda with a prophecy or a tongue and interpretation. Because listen, here's what happens a lot of time. Some people are used in that a lot. Not a problem. But if you get up, I've been in church services. I've been in other churches where, man, you know the minute the music settles down. Bam! There goes sister so-and-so. I mean, you can clock it. Now, nothing wrong with that. But it had better be God. Or, or do you just want a be? You just want the attention to getting up and speaking every Sunday. We'll have to discern that. I will discern that. And and if it gets out of bounds, I'm just saying, settle yourself down a little bit. Say, well, that's mean. No, that's right. That's just right. And there'll always be an interpretation. Always, there has to be. Okay. And it should line up with the Word of God. It should be edifying, it should encourage, and it should give direction. One of those three things. If it doesn't, then I'm not receiving it. And that's all in the Bible. All right, I'm trying to wind this up. Okay, so we did the tongues. We did the interpretation of tongues. I've pretty beat that horse pretty good. Um, all right. Okay, so... All right, so many, now not only is there diversity, now understand, there's a lot of diversity in these, these manifestations of the Spirit, these gifts of the Spirit, but there's unity at the same time. But uh, please, when God says, to one I give this, to one I give this, to one I give, he's not saying to this individual I give this, to this individual I give this. What he is saying there is for whatever circumstance, I'm giving it you know, Carol is out there, and, and she's got a, a, somebody needs a word of knowledge. To, I'm, to you, I'm giving this word of knowledge right now in this circumstance to edify this person. You needed that right now. Now, if the person needs a word of wisdom, we got the gift of healing. Healing is great, but they don't need healing. They need a word of wisdom. Understand, 
And that's where we, we get caught up. You know, hey, I want everybody healed, but I've got to be smart enough and understanding and spiritual enough to know that, you know what, it may not be healing that they need right then. It may be a word of wisdom. I may need to use discernment when I'm making this decision. I need, you know, say, Lord, and instead of, Lord, give me wisdom, say, Lord, let me walk in the wisdom you've given me. I've got this wisdom. Let me walk in it. I mean, you can, I tell you, you can cheat on tests this way. The Holy Spirit can give you answers. Lord, give me, give me, let me walk in the wisdom while I'm writing these answers. Yeah, A, Lord, got it. C, Lord, oh, yeah. You think that sounds crazy? It's not. It's really not. I mean, it may help to study some. You know, it may help. You know, give God something to work with, you know. But, <clears throat> yeah, I can see it now. You know, all these kids at Lake State, all of a sudden, they're not doing well in classes. Well, I go to that church. Pastor, I don't have to study. I can listen to God. <clears throat> I'd love to get some of your liberal professors in here. Woo-hoo! That'd be a good time. <clears throat> Let them come. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. All right, so... Listen, that was the short, very quick, not real in-depth version. But one th- the only thing out of all of this that I've told you today and last week is I want you to understand, please understand, it's in you. It's in you. You don't have to beg God for it. Just thank him for walking in it. And it's, it's a little bit of a shift of our, our thinking. And listen, and, and when you get the words wrong, when you're praying, oh, God, help me with this or give me wisdom, don't beat yourself up. We get it. Took me a while to, to understand kind of, because it, it, there's a transformation. There's, an, there's a renewing of the mind with this. But a lot of people just say, well, I don't buy that. Then you tell me, you tell me, you, you explain to me then how, if the Holy Spirit has these in them and it's in you, It's already here. You're already seated in the authority places. What are you asking God for? Okay? I've given my wife, again, here's the water bottle. I've given my wife this bottle, this water. Is she going to say, honey, I need water? I've given it to you. Honey, please, I need water. I'm dying of thirst. I've given it to you. Honey, I need the water. Drink the stuff. Good woman. Do you see what I'm getting at? He's given it to us. Just walk in it. And again, thank him for the peace. Thank him for the healing. Thank him for the wisdom. Thank him for the discernment. Thank him for those things that you have that are already in you. Now, some of you are kind of looking at me funny. Listen, I know you think, some of you think, where is this from? It's right out of the Bible. You know, this heresy. No, 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 no. We, we've just had the wrong, we looked at things the wrong way. The enemy has convinced us that we don't have things that we really have. It started in the garden. If, you, if you'll eat this fruit, you'll be like God because there's something that you lack. You don't lack anything. When Jesus said it was finished and the Holy Spirit came and he put it in you, it's all there. So again, I'm, I've got my eyeballs peeled for that administrative gift. 
because I need it in this body to manifest soon. Amen? All right. Anybody got any questions? I'll answer questions. I'm not scared. No? We good? All right. My, the reason I ask is because I want to make sure, because we've got people at all different spiritual levels here. We've got people that are babes in Christ. That We've got people that have been around for a while. We've got people that have been for years and years and years. And I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page and you understand and you're not walking out of here confused or you're walking out of here saying, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Sure. No. Yes, in this, in this fact. If somebody stands up and prophesies, and it's really, it goes like, you know, they say whatever, thus saith the Lord. Prophecy. When somebody does a tongue, and, and then they get the interpretation, that is like a prophecy in the fact that it's still doing the same thing. It's telling you something, just like prophecy is. No, they're not the same. But the result, when I have a, there's a tongue and there's an interpretation, it is for somebody to build them just like a prof, prof, prophecy would be. Okay? That cleared up? Yep. That's exactly right. Yep. No, exactly right. The prayer, you're... Your, your tongues, your prayer language, direct line to heaven. That is something the devil cannot discern. Can't. Because it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah, being thankful. Yeah, having a thankful heart, find out what happens with that. Yeah, that's really good. Yep. I can't get into that today. We'd be here another hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baptism of the Spirit. Well, when the Bible talks about be being filled, that means you need to continually having the Holy Spirit encourage you and charge you and fill you continually. Because you get the Holy Spirit is in you. That's not leaving you. Okay? So when we get the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's like when they were speaking in tongues with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They're talking about being immersed. That word baptism means being immersed. And when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they see how they put it, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the manifestation of speaking in tongues, they're being immersed in God, and so that really what's coming out of you is the Holy Spirit is speaking. You have to do the physical speaking, and you've got to move your, word, your jaws and all that, but what's coming out of your mouth doesn't make sense to you. All right? But that, so we use that term baptism in the Holy Spirit. And, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure that's the most accurate, best way to put that because that kind of confuses people. I've got the Holy Spirit in me. What have I got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit too? But when you're, it's, it's, this baptism comes with, there'll be manifestations and it's, yes. And, and by laying on of hands, you know, people are baptized in the Holy Spirit because Paul did it. People got born again. He laid hands on them. They were, Baptized in the Holy Spirit, and these, these gifts were activated. Okay, does that make sense? Right. With the Holy Spirit, right. Yeah, yeah. So water, but again, when the Holy Spirit is... Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is more like allowing the Holy Spirit 
out. Is what I'm really trying to get at. Because baptism confuses you. Because it's like you got to put something in them. I believe he was laying his hands on them to say, okay, we're releasing the Spirit to be able to manifest all of these things in your life. It's a releasing in the baptism. Because when we baptize people in water, what are you doing? You're releasing the old man and coming up a new man. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. No. No, that is a way. Yeah, because Paul did it. Peter did it. My wife. Now, we've laid hands on people. They didn't pray in tongues right then. My wife I laid hands on people. Three or four days later, she's by herself. She's relaxed. She's comfortable. She's with the Lord. And it came. doesn't always have to be. All you got to do is ask. And, yeah, that I want this to manifest. And it will because it's in there. Part of the package. Okay? Mm-hmm. All you've got to do is ask. Somebody does not have to lay hands on you for you to speak in tongues. All you've got to do is say, Lord, give me, let, me, let me speak in tongues. It's, it's in there because it's already in there. Okay? All right? Everybody good? Am I making sense to everybody? Anybody leaving confused? All right? Yes, and that's, and that's a good, another good way to put it. Again, that word baptize, baptism in the Holy, it, it confuses us because of the way we think of baptism, okay? And, and baptism is more like, I think, what you said in that case. We've got it. We're, we're, we're allowing it to come out of us. So, you know, if that makes sense. Yep, go ahead. Right. And that's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And they said, no, we have not so much as heard, but there was a Holy Ghost. Right. And then he laid hands on him. And right. Right. Does that make sense? Okay, it's, it's another layer, if you will, like you were talking about. I think that's where you were trying to get to. What they said is that, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And that manifestation specifically was the tongues thing, because that's how they measured it, right? Or that's how they saw it at that time. And they, that was the evidence of it. And they said, we've not even heard of this thing. So then what did he do? He laid hands on them as a form of faith and prayed for them. And guess what? They were filled, or what was in them now manifested Okay? So they were submersed with the Holy Ghost and it flowed from them. Is that, does that, maybe that is the best example of clearing it up. Now, have I confused everybody completely? Woo! Clear as mud? Okay. Again, and I'm telling you, this question and answer stuff is good. It's good. Because if I don't have the answer, somebody else here does. And I just want it to be clear because... What the enemy has done 
is he made this speaking in tongues thing some weirded out, freakish, cultish thing. And I'm like, it is the most God thing that we've got. Amen? So when they, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, they were immersed in it, and it manifested. Yeah. Oh, we can do them. Hey, anytime anybody gets saved, if you can really test your commitment, I'll chop a hole in the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like to do it in the summer only because it's, you know, we can have a party and this and that. But if there's a bunch of people that, man, they get born again and they want to get, we'll, we'll fill up the tub. I don't care. You know? You know, come spring, it'll be a puddle out here. We'll use that. No more puddles. Yep, that's right. We fix that. So anyway, God bless you guys. I hope that everybody understands where we're at. Thank you for the questions. Thanks for helping me with the answers. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday afternoon. <clears throat> Whew.